630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Appreciate you tuning in tonight. Yes, our next Oilers game is coming up on Saturday, 8 o'clock against Ottawa. Rogers Place will have the face-off show at 6.30. The Oilers get back at practice tomorrow. Ken Holland spoke today. We've been playing some of the highlights of that interview. And, of course, you can read more on 6.30 Cheddar Global News. You can also go to the podcast for Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer or to the show page on 630shed.com as Bob had him on earlier today on his show. And, you know, Dave Campbell and I, who's the producer of Inside Sports Talk every morning, well, where should we go with the show? Who do we want to have on? And Dave said yesterday, well, you you get along pretty well with that Stoffer guy. Why, why do you have him on the show? And I said, this was yesterday. I said, no, 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 not tonight. We better we better do it Tuesday. And Bob has been uh, kind enough to join us tonight because I was not going to interrupt your evening last night, Bob. I'm enough of a nuisance. I, I left you alone last night. Well, uh, you know, they played about as well as they could of all things considered. So, uh, you know, obviously I have an appreciation for elite programs. Uh, if you want to be the best, there's lots to learn from the best. We are watching... Um, the greatest run in NCAA college. I love football as much as I love hockey. And we were watching, and I know Dave's a big Patriots fan. Uh, you know, I, I we think of the powerhouse programs out there locally. We think of the Alberta Golden Bears. They've won uh, three championships in the last 13 years. Now that said, they've won six in the last 17, but three in the last 13. Alabama's won six national titles and lost three more national championship games. So they've gone to the big dance nine of the 13 years that... Uh, uh, and nine of the last 13 seasons, and Nick Saban's been there 15 years overall. And listening to the shows out of the states today on Sirius Radio, the general consensus was this was somewhere between the 11th to 15th best team that Alabama had, <laughs> which puts right. things in. They still, had a, they still had a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter, despite the fact that they lost um, a top 10 pick in the upcoming NFL draft, and it might cost them. Uh, that's being Jamison Williams uh, in the in the second quarter of the game last night. They lost uh, John Mechie, a Canadian kid that's probably going to be a second or third round pick in the NFL draft this year, a thousand yard receiver. So they had their top two receivers out, which affected their ability to close out drives in the red zone. Uh, they had their top two cornerbacks out. They had a starting linebacker out, and they had six of their eight uh, scholarship running backs out of the lineup as well. And somehow, they made it until you know leading in the fourth quarter of the ncaa finals so happy for georgia the orders concussion specialist is a guy named marty morazic he's a georgia grad he took me into athens uh, when atlanta was still in the nhl uh, right in around the time that they had uh, drafted a kid by the name of Vander Kane, I know we'll get to that in a second, and yep. I went in to go see Georgia play Auburn at Sanford Stadium. And, you know, Georgia hasn't won a national championship since I was 14 when they beat Notre Dame. So um, you know, Georgia's got three defensive linemen that are going to go in the first round of the NFL draft, and they were the better team last night. But uh, you know what? When your team in a rebuilding year with several significant injuries is in the national championship final and leading in the fourth quarter, speaks a bit of a program you really have. So I'll take it. It was a good game, and uh, unfortunately, Bama didn't close the deal. That happens sometimes. 
All right. Well, there you go. Uh, and Bobby's an Alabama fan, in case you're wondering why I asked him that question. If you've never I heard us on the radio together before, I, I would hope most people who've, who've heard us chat before uh, and listen to your show know about that. Okay. So, uh, again, the, the Evander Kane update is uh, not necessarily an update. The agent, again, the most recent we've heard from him, still interviewing, no contract, salary not yet agreed, details to be worked out, no travel plans over 48 hours. This is an interesting one, Bob. Uh, you know, I've had some calls either way, though I think most fans, and you put, you guys put out that poll on your show, it was 60-40, take a chance on them. I, you, when, when something like this happens, I, I kind of like to reach out to some ex-NHL players I know. Now, Marty Baron and Rob Brown were on the show last night on the record saying uh, that they wouldn't they wouldn't go after Kane. So if I factor that in, I've probably reached out to about eight or nine guys and just said, what do you think? Uh, a couple of them have said, yes, there's nothing to lose, do it. Uh, other guys said that they wouldn't touch him. Well, one guy even wrote back to me over text. He said, everyone before the Oilers has had buyer's remorse. Not sure why things would be any different this time around. I, I just thought an interesting perspective weighing, and again, it's a small sample, and certainly your poll is not scientific, but uh, it seems a lot of guys who played in the NHL are saying, I, I, I don't know if I'd want this guy in my dressing rooms. Oilers fans are saying he's at least a second liner. Why not take a chance if he's cheap? Why not take a chance? All right. Uh, are you in front of a computer right now? Of course. Yes. Okay. Uh, pull up Tim Peel on Twitter. Oh yeah, I've referenced uh, Tim Peel. What he said. Yeah, the former referee said you know, he's going to come. Do you know who he does a show? Do you know who? Do you know who he does a show with? He's he's got a podcast. You know who he does it with? Uh, who's he on with? I can't remember off the top of my head. Jamal Mayers. Okay. Okay. So, here's here's what I'd say. If I was, first of all, Ken Holland's got the relationship with Dan Milstein. Yes. Um, if you're a Vander Kane and you've gone through all of the challenges this season and uh, San Jose has clearly moved on from you, name the best place that you have a chance to resuscitate your NHL career on a short-term deal over the next 50 games. Well, I know you want me to. I know you want me to say the Oilers, but I, I can't automatically say that without thinking about other places he could possibly land. I mean, if Tampa Bay's in the mix, they've won the last two cups. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a great place to go? Where are you going to put up the most numbers? Well, you'll get a, you'll get a, a lot of time. You'll play in the top six here, and you might even be on a power play. Unit. You're going to play with one or uh, the last one of the two centers that you're going to play with. Has won the Hart Trophy. You know, each of the centers you're going to potentially play with has won the Hart Trophy in the last uh, last 20 months. Okay, so let's start there. So the agent's got a connection to the general manager. the The player is going to have his choice. We hear Florida and Tampa Bay are interested. Uh, I, I when you read Milstein's tweet, what I found interesting was the uh, the time frame because the orders actually right now read. I don't know if they can even add a contract. Because the amount of players, they, they've got to ice the team on, on, on Saturday night against Ottawa. Uh, we're not sure. Like today, there was nobody that went into the COVID protocol. That's a good thing for Edmonton. Uh, that said, uh, you know, we've currently got eight players that are in the protocol right now. Um, those eight players are um, Tyler Benson, Brendan Perlini, Warren Fogle, uh, Rodrigue, they've got uh, Bouchard and Cuckoo. 
I got two others. So. You mean, could you mean Conor They've got eight. Yeah, kind of. Anyhow, the bottom line here is I got a bunch of guys. So they can't even, I don't even know if they could technically sign somebody until they ice their, because they're sitting there waiting on, tomorrow we're going to go to practice and hopefully we're going to see McDavid, Barry, and Derek Ryan on the ice for practice. But we know, uh, oh, I know, you know, they, maybe it was they had eight guys that were, before Nima Lannan went down, they had eight guys that hadn't tested positive yet. And that would be Drysettle and Hyman. You know what? I have it right here. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, Drysettle uh, and Hyman have not. Smith and Koskinen have not. Uh, who else? The 5-4. I know who I missed. I missed, okay, so Benson, Perlini, Fogel, Yamamoto. That's a pretty significant guy to miss that's currently in COVID protocol in Holloway. So five forwards. The two defensemen are Bouchard and Cuckoo, and the goaltender is Konovalov. Uh, Drysaddle, Hyman, Turris, Sevier. Russell Niemelainen, uh, who got sent down today, Smith and Koskinen, were the eight players that hadn't tested positive yet. So I, I think Edmonton's probably, when I sat there and saw Milstein's tweet, uh, piggybacked after something that Dave Pagnota put out on a price point, uh, that sort of, to, like, like put it this, this way, it would not surprise me if Edmonton's the front runner for Evander Kane. It would not surprise me that in the least based upon the opportunity that's there and based upon the fact that it appears this is going to take a couple days to get consummated, especially given the situation that the orders currently have in COVID protocol. That would, because if they do sign a Vander Kane, uh, they're going to have to make a couple moves here to, to fit them in. I mean, they're going to get a bunch of, they're going to have to make a move no matter what, because right now they've got at least uh, 15 forwards up, you know, Nugent Hopkins is currently on IR, but they got a lot of guys around right now. They've got eight defensemen up, if you include Chris Russell, who's closing in on a potential return as well. So in theory, if you were to sign Evander Kane, you might need to move out the money from a guy like, say, Kyle Turris, along with a Perlini, and maybe a Lagason. Now, Perlini's cleared in the last month, so that's a pretty easy reassignment. I think the uh, Turris would have to clear... And he would at 1.65 million. And, uh, and Lagason would have to clear. Maybe a team like Columbus might take a chance on Lagason. So where I'm going with this is I found it interesting that the guy that sort of had, uh, the orders getting, uh, Evander Kane, Tim Peel, he does a show with Jamal Myers. Myers has a, uh, a connection through a couple of associations back to Kane. I found that to be kind of interesting. I also found the delay in the fact that this isn't moving along because Tampa Bay and Florida are playing right now. They can they can make moves and move guys in and out. But Edmonton's sort of in a little bit of a state of flux because of the COVID protocol challenge. So I did find that interesting. Um, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, when I broadcast games and Kane was on the opposition, he wasn't one of, one of my favorite players. Uh, but I certainly acknowledged and recognized the ability and, and the, the skill that he had. He is tough. He's a bigger body. He can score. I mean, he's basically been a 30-plus goal scorer for the last three years. I have never – I've had one conversation with him in Buffalo at the basement of the JW Marriott Hotel uh, after we arrived in the city one time, and uh, it was an off day the next day for the Sabres, and the Oilers were practicing, and then the day after they were the two teams were going to play. So I, we got a lot of people making, you know, 
character assessments on Evander Kane that have never actually talked to him or spent any time. I realize there's a lot of stuff out there on him. There's been a couple allegations that uh, one one with him in Buffalo and one during his time in San Jose, which both were subsequently dropped. May we add? Yes. Uh, the the COVID the the forging of the COVID information that's. That doesn't look good, and that doesn't look good in a time in which 85% of the Canadian population is 12 plus is fully vaccinated. So there's a little bit of that going on. But Reed, at the, at the end of the day, if Edmonton can get in and add a top six guy and only bring him in for the end of the season and see what he does, and I mean he's a legitimate player, you're asking your general manager to exhaust whatever possible options there are to try to improve the team. And, and there's one more thing. The Oilers lack size. They're easy to play against. That game in St. Louis, they didn't have Nurse. They didn't have Cassian. It was, that was an ugly game. They could use a little bit of juice up front. And Kane, if he comes in, theoretically, on a short-term deal, he'd have something to prove. And he'd likely be on his best behavior. This is the same as when guys go to play for Team Canada. They don't screw around. The warts don't show up in a short-term amount of time. When he went into San Jose, he was quite effective. Then he got the contract extension, then some of the stuff started again. So uh, I, I don't know where it's at. I do read between the lines, though, of what Milstein tweeted and uh, the fact that Peel's got a connection to Jamal Mayers. I would say the Oilers probably have a strong possibility of being in the mix to land the player. All right. Well, yeah. You sound frustrated. Uh, I, I don't. Well, quite frankly, I wouldn't do it. I, I just think there's too much baggage, and and the, you know, there's stuff I hear that I wouldn't say on air because it's hearsay and it's anecdotal. Yeah. But I, I, but I hear it enough, and from people I trust, that it, it worries me. And I, I don't, you know, I, I don't like saying that because I don't like speaking negatively about people. But I, I just wonder about the bag. And look, the the hockey players are going to know each other in the community and what's said and what's been done uh-huh. or, or attitudes players have about teammates or former teammates better than, than anybody else so i mean that's and, and i'm sure Ken Reed, if he theoretically to, came in here if he theoretically came in here he's not coming in on a, a four and a half year deal at six million dollars per true no, he's coming in here to year. Conc- that's it that's all he's coming in here for and you're not giving up an asset to get him if they get him i can and there was multiple teams on him, including some of the best teams in the league. So if Ken and Ken Holland says he talks to the players, so if he's talked to Connor and Leon and Darnell, um, as well as maybe a veteran guy like Keith, maybe they've talked to Kane as well and had a conversation with him, and uh, and we'll we'll see where it goes here. But I, you know what, I understand the trepidation, Reed, from some of the fans. Uh, we have fans that are tweeting at me saying there's no way I'll ever go to another Oilers game again if they bring Kane in. Well, I get I, you know I, I guess I guess we'll have to see what happens and what transpires. But sometimes you think you're you're walking down a path with somebody and it blows up, like Jacob Markstrom, you know, represented uh, who's got him. Pat Morris had him. You know, I, I think there was a strong possibility that the Oilers thought they were going to end up getting Jacob Markstrom and instead he signed in Calgary. Uh, Michael Nylander. Way back when, you know, and it was Mike Gillis that was representing him. And the Oilers could have, in that situation, they could have buried me on it because I'm the guy that reported it. And instead the Oilers said, no, <laughs> we had a verbal commitment from Gillis. And the player and the agent went back on accepting the deal. So I don't know where this is going. I just find it interesting that nothing's getting consummated in the short term. 
And there's a team that's delayed in what they could do, and that team's Edmonton. I do find that interesting. Yeah, no, there's uh, there, there's something going on for sure. It's just a matter of if the Oilers are going to land them. So, yeah, big story for us to watch. Uh, a quiz for Stoffer because I've okay. missed giving you one. Do you want uh, – I've got two questions. Do you want an NFL draft question first or an NHL draft question first? Let's go NFL draft first. In 1995, the Tampa oh, Bay Buccaneers selected two defensive players in the first round who would both wind up in the Hall of Fame. Who are they? Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks. Bang on, Bob. Boy, you're fast. Okay. And the uh, NHL draft question, you may have referenced this on your show. Who did the Oilers today. take first last year? Yeah. yeah. Uh. Name any Oilers draft pick in history. No, that, that's not the question. Uh, Evander Kane is the fifth leading scorer from the 09 entry draft. Who are the five oh, men ahead of him? Career points, obviously. Only five men ahead of Four, four men ahead of Kane. He's fifth of the, from the 09 draft. Uh, okay, so the 09 draft was in Montreal. Stamkos went in 08. So the 09, so Tavares would be ahead of him. Absolutely. He's number one. He's number one. By a wide margin, uh, actually. Uh, now, was that the year Duchesne went third? Yes. So he's ahead of him. He's third, yep. Okay. And another uh, guy Hedman who went ahead of Kane is, is ahead of him. Well, uh, Hedman went second. Is he ahead of Kane? Hedman is ahead of Kane by 48 wow. points. Okay. The other guy went the second round. Uh, did he go 33rd overall to Colorado? <laughs> yes, yes, he did, Bob. Ryan O'Reilly. It is Ryan O'Reilly. And Reed, I don't have the computer on right now. I just no, I know, you know, your, with... your memory's in trouble. I didn't think you'd get the Tampa Bay one that fast. I mean, I know you're well, NFL, have, but you know why I get a... that's, that's almost 30 years ago. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it was, in, it was the 95 draft year Kai Janet Carter got drafted by uh, out of Penn State. Yeah, to Cincinnati. And blew, yeah, blew and blew out his knee. How many games did uh, he play? Did he even play 16 games total? I'm looking right now. Uh, uh, he, he, he played. It doesn't there was a guy for the Jags this year that had something similar, running back out of Clemson. The guy tore his, uh, tore his ACL. And how about that injury last night eh, to, to Jameson Williams? Oh, Carter, played, Carter played 59 games. He bounced around Washington Saints, so he, he yeah. played a little bit. Okay, well, quickly happens, here. Go ahead. Do it. No, no. Okay. What happens is guys suffer that injury, and sometimes they, they put on weight, and they can never get the quickness and the twitch back. And that's always the concern with that specific injury. The explosiveness, the explosiveness is not the same for running backs. Okay, hey, you and I didn't Thanks, do man. this on air. You and I didn't do this on air before the season, uh, but I think I did it privately with Escott, and I did our picks before the NFL season. I picked the Bills over Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, and since oh. they both actually made the playoffs. I will stick with that. Bills over Buccaneers. Uh, who are you going with? Well, I'm going to be honest. I thought the Ravens were going to be a much better team, but Lamar getting hurt for, I mean, well, they lose six games by a total of nine points down the stretch. Um, so it's hard. It's hard to bet against Tampa Bay, but I'm going to do it. I'll go with Green Bay just because they're Green Bay. I have no idea in the AFC, man. Uh, you know what? I think I might go with Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to be a tough team to... to you know, ah, you know what? Screw it. I'll go just to be different. <laughs> I'll go uh, Green Bay and Tennessee and hope that Derek oh, nice. Henry comes back and provides oh, a fun. little bit of... All right, Reed. Awesome You're stuff, You're the best, man. Bob. See you. Okay. Thanks, man. See you. Bye-bye. That's Bob. We covered a lot. we got to take a break. Inside Sports on Chet.
It sure is, announcer man. If Jenny Malkin's going to play for the Penguins, first game since last May as he comes back from injury. Penguins getting set to go against the Ducks. Toronto and Vegas starts at the top of the hour. Detroit and San Jose at 8.30. Finals already tonight. It is the Lightning pounding the Sabres 6-1. The Blackhawks have beaten the Blue Jackets 4-2. Panthers knock off the Canucks 5-2 after two periods. The Predators lead the Avalanche 3-2. Burakovsky has scored for Colorado. He is now up to 13 on the season, as that is your NHL update. Uh, wow, what a day to talk about the Edmonton Oilers. Ken Holland speaks, and uh, a lot of rumors circling about uh, Evander Kane coming to Edmonton. Bob and I spent most of our conversation talking about that. Uh, look, I, I understand how Bob lays it out. Uh, he's he's what the Oilers need physically and skill-wise. He would be very cheap, and it would be for the rest of the season. And as a caller pointed out earlier, you would hope he realizes, okay, I, I cannot screw this up because this could be my last shot to really stick in the National Hockey League. I know some of you agree. Some of you don't. Uh, if he plays, uh, look, if he comes here, like, here's what I'm going to tell you. I, I If I'm running the team, I don't do it. If he signs here as a broadcaster, I'm going to cover him straight up. How does he play? Uh, he'll get the chance, and then uh, hopefully there are no off-ice issues with him. All right, so more on the Oilers tomorrow. We're also going to be joined by... The golden goalie, Stony Plains, Stephanie Labe, the gold medalist for Canada in net at the uh, Olympics in Tokyo in August. She was spectacular in that shootout. She's over in Paris, so we're going to catch up with her. Warren Moon, by the way, is scheduled to join us on Thursday. You heard from Stoff, Bill Daly, and Craig McTavish, and, of course, comments from Ken Holland. Get more there on 630Ched.com or globalnews.ca. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports, Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening. 630Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630Ched.